It's uh, seven minutes past nine. Let's welcome in the man who just dominates each week um, on the beach and also um, on the tip. His name's Jules Valance and he joins us now. G'day, Jules. G'day, Gaz. How are you? I'm well. How's your Saturday morning? Yeah, no, just going through some markets, just tidying up and um, just checking how we think this track's going to play. I, I sort of originally, I think the um, weather sort of thought there might be the south easterly. It looks like probably by the race of the run, it's going to be a full-blown southerly, that 25-kilometre southerly. So for the punters out there that don't know what a southerly is for uh, Flemington, it is a tailwind into that sweeping home turn. So um, I think they'll run some pretty good times around those circle races. So there's only, what, the five scratchings today at Flemington. We're on a good four, the rails and the true. Um, races one and two are clear. Snippety Legend, the nine, and Ginger and Pink come out of the third. So that's the nine and the 14. Race four, Helene leading star comes out. Race five is clear. Dirty Grin, the 15, is out of race six. And in the feature event, Rock and Horse, unfortunately, is out. So race seven, number six. The rest of our, the, the races are clear. So... The, the win's important, I think, um, Jules, when you analyse Flemington. Now, you can download the VRC app and that can give you um, a current update on the win conditions because anything over 20Ks, I think, at Flemington can play a little bit of havoc with the pattern in my eyes. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. There's no doubting that. I, I think especially we look at Flemington and go, it's such a fair track. that, um, And it's true. The numbers show that around the circle in particular, the leaders don't win at such a higher clip than the rest of the uh, norm around Australia. But once this suddenly gets involved, if you're left alone out in front, you know, you're sitting leader or OSL outside leader, you are you are mighty hard to run down at Flemington, I think. And especially put that in with the mixture that this will be, uh, I would suggest after probably about race two or three, maybe even earlier, that we get the upgrade to a good three. So um, always mighty hard to run down horses when they've got ability up on speed, no matter what the track is. So that's one part. And then, obviously, um, if it's a full-blown westerly, which it won't be today, but, again, if we get a westerly and it's Flemington up the straight, that's a pure headwind. So that can have impact that sometimes jockeys want to ride for cover. But we've got a southerly today. So that actually comes from the inside rail. So it'll be hitting their sort of left flank from the inside rail. So um, that's worth uh, thinking about today. And it'll be interesting as well because Flemington will be having the Whirlpool. Now, the Whirlpool is run out of Hong Kong and they identify certain international meetings where they allow everybody else in the world um, to bet into the same pool on SuperTab. So it'll be interesting to see how these pools go at Flemington today, but you should see a dramatic rise in the pool sizes anyway when it comes to Flemington this afternoon, Jules. Yeah, no doubt, and um, and that's what we want. So yep. let's try and get this tote pool to be as efficient as it can be, and um, you know that's that's got to be good for the game. So I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, I think there's going to be plenty of action. That's for sure. What about from a market point of view, Foxcatcher? Um, have you seen any horses being well supported? Are you scared of any horses today? Are the punters trying to tell you anything? Because straight after seven thirty these days, I think it's. If you can go to punters.com.au and you can watch the different um, organisations with their fluctuations, some of the big boys play just after 7.30, I've been finding out, and I've, I reckon it's fascinating viewing just after 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they can get on for as much as they sort of can with the NBLs now across many different joints. There's so many different places now that you can bet at. So, yeah, they like doing that. They even, obviously, I think I spoke to you last week about it, Gaz, that they actually even play from sort of, you know, that Thursday afternoon, Friday. They think there might be a bit of a spoil. And, and that sort of happened yesterday afternoon around a horse called Daytona Bay. It sort of was sitting yeah. around four eighty-five dollars and um, it sort of got into about three eighty, three ninety across the across the board sort of yesterday afternoon. So um, it looks probably the map horse down in the weight with Jamie Carr. So out of all the horses that have probably been really well supported from uh, Wednesday afternoon to now, it probably takes the cake. Do you find that Flemington that punters can bet with a little bit more confidence earlier on the week because they trust the track more? Oh, I think you would think that um, Metro Melbourne, and you've got to, take into account what the weather's doing. So if you can sort of see that the radar's going to be okay, I think you can bet with pretty well much confidence yeah. in most of these tracks. And I mean, I know Mooney Valley probably gets a little bit maligned, but once the rail's out and, and those kinds of things, you can sort of see that that has a distinct pattern. I think Caulfield's the best, just about the best betting track you can have. It seems to run very, very straight. But Flemington, yeah. um, you know what you're going to get as well. It's a very fair track and you're going to need uh, a good a good fit horse to be able to win there. Yeah, I've got one for you in the first. <laughs> yeah, this will be funny. Yeah, why? Uh, seriously, Azon, eight dollars fifty two eighty. Like, you know, I did a lot of homework during the week and <laughs> I found this horse, and then, you know, I yeah, ran into Nick no. Ryan. I, I, just around the I corner, know. I was walking the streets of the, the CBD in Melbourne, and As Nick, you do. yeah, As you do. <laughs> Around a dodgy corner, Nick Ryan bumps into me down an alleyway, and I said, G'day, mate. And I thought, this was meant to be. We'll go into a function, mind you. I made half of that up. but um, And I was with a bloke who, who thinks he knows what he's talking about as well, and he agreed with me. Um, so you're on the same page. My best of the day, Dave. It's a coincidence, isn't it? That is one hell of a coincidence. <laughs> Unbelievable. They say there are no coincidences no. in this world, but that, no. that seems that it's very lovely. Yeah. Uh, make sure, no, Oscar, think... you get that on Twitter. And Gareth said first, he's declared <laughs> seriously, Hazel. Um, I think it sets up really well for it, Gareth, as you would know. I think third up here, 1,600 metres, just seems to be the right play. It had no luck last start at all. And I know that race didn't break super behind Rambling Rebel last start, but I just think um, it'll get to the... I think it'll be a little bit more forward. Yeah, obviously, missed the start last start as well, and they sort of just put the queue in the rack there. And um, I think if you go back, it's last prep, which is some time ago in Chartin on a big track similar to Flemington on a dry deck, third up, 1,600 metres, it exploded. And I'm expecting something pretty similar today. I think I think it'll be um, right there. And I think if you're back at each way, I don't reckon you miss. All right, mate. I'll just have to get this on the record because I couldn't do it to myself. It's actually Jules's best bet. I was with him on Thursday, and would you believe we we're talking about this horse and we run into Nick Ryan? It was like this horse is a moral on Saturday. That just doesn't happen. Um, and he gave us the tick of approval, which was most important. Hey, seeing you in heaven, three dollars sixty with most markets here. Queen Air's been a little easy. Climbing starter. Everybody wants to tip climbing star to me, and I think we might have. Um, well, I had a chat to Philip Stokes there yesterday, and he was pretty keen. I know Jack Dickens is keen. Um, I know that your mate Nick Ashman was keen about the chances of climbing star. How do you analyse the second? I think the second is um, map-related. So if you can somehow find horses that are going to probably settle first, second, third, 
I reckon you find your answer, and, and there's just a, there's not a lot of speed in the race, um, and there's a few horses that are off sort of breaks that you think maybe will they go forward, maybe will they want. I mean, see you in heaven's got the right form line, but probably has to be ridden a little bit conservatively from that gate. I don't know if they'll really try and bustle because I don't think they can find a spot from gate nine. So if it's got to go back, I think it can get beaten. And um, we've got to then try and find, okay, what, what do you think is the best turn of foot horse in the race? Because as I said, I don't think it's going to be run at an overly big speed. So, and you've got some quality horses. You've got Papillion Club, Climbing Star, which you mentioned, Royal Merchant, which was pretty good last start. And then you've got the one that, uh, close to the bottom, Nunthorpe. And um, I think if you can set up, find the one that probably leads or sits OSL, that might be your answer. And I thought Nunthorpe might be the one that fits that profile. It's, it's time last start was nothing on the clock, very slow, but I just loved this last 600, 400, and 200 in particular. I think it was just about the best of the day. So I think it might get the march on a couple of the others. And if it does, uh, I think it'll be mighty hard to run down today. In the two-year-old race, you've got this horse that everybody wants to tip me, and that is Maraba. First up for Graham Begg, D-Lane takes the ride. Um, I think the best that you can get now with... That two-year-old's four dollars twenty, and it's slow as three fifty with some shops. So, it's been clearly the best backed. Um, how do you analyse this two-year-old race? Yeah, the way I analyse it is, I want it to be around a more, and I know it had won two from two, and it's yeah. from Godolphin. So, you know, that's very dangerous to do in the current environment. But it just hasn't been able to run time, and, and I speak about, you know, it's okay to not be able to run an overall time because that's just the way it is. But you've got to be able to, if you do run a slow time come home, good luck, 400, 200. And I think it was just about the worst of the day as well, uh, last start. So I was happy to be around it. And you're right, this other horse has been heavily supported. Um, it's been a really big go, uh, the horse you talk of in Mahaba. So um, if money tells us anything, it says that this horse is ready to rock and roll. And um, yeah, if you like it more, we're going to probably get a better price than the current price currently available. So the word I would have for the punters is there, if you want to stick with Godolphin, don't worry about backing it yet. Just wait till the death because that'll be your best price. 0499736736. If you've got a question for Jules about this Flemington Carnival, let us know. Or Fe Flemington meeting, let us know. 0499736736. Um, this next race, it's wide open, mate. Do you have an opinion here? Because it's like, I think I'm more chance of winning my local chook raffle at the, the local pub than trying to find the winner here. It's basically $6.50 the field. And Aaron Bay's the favourite with most markets, um, how is Foxcatcher assessing this? Yeah, impossible. I originally thought I really wanted to be with Aaron Bay. I love that it's second yeah. go 2,000 metres. It's something I talk about a little bit. It's usually that's their best run for the prep. But I just don't know where it gets to from that gate. Just a little bit sticky. Um, so I was happy to stay out, to be honest. And, and um, yeah, I've got no real opinion. I and mean, I will say a horse like Independent Road is a dead set Flemington horse. All its peak figures are at Flemington. So... If that horse was to tighten up, you'd think it's probably there and it'll run a race for you. But I found this very, very hard. And the market tells us that, yeah. that it's, you know, six bucks, five bucks, 50 the field. So um, no real edge there for me. So I was happy to just uh, let that one go, guys. Our man Dean Watling's all over Anavisto. In fact, he made it his best for the day anywhere in the country. And uh, that's his selection for the weekend preview multi. Now, he believes you'll start close to $2. I said, Dean, I don't know what you're on, but I don't think that will happen. Um, you're the bookie. Jules, what are you thinking? Well, I'm laying her. Yeah. Um, uh, look, she's, she's clearly the best horse in the race, but it's a different profile to what she was last year when she won this race. I think 
Last year she was up 133, and I think this year she's up 238. So, and she comes off a real poor one where she started about five dollars fifty in a group one up in Brisbane. So, um, look, the mat's again important for her. I just thought she might got stuck three wide. If Ollie can kick up on the other horse that's got the extra leader with the blinkers back on, I thought it might just make it a little bit hard for Ana Visto first up, and she just might not have that real hard fitness edge like she possibly did last year. But, um, you know, if she can get the 1-1, then I can understand what Dean's saying. I mean, she's clearly the best horse in the race, but best horse in the race doesn't mean you win it. and You've got to be uh, making sure you've got every box ticked when you're trying to play at those prices. The Sears Hayes is an interesting one because attrition's the favourite with most organisations. I think as low as 380, the best you can get around 440 at the moment. Um, but we just don't, he hasn't got a ceiling at the moment, attrition. But I know how good Bank Moore is and you can get, I think the top pluck there at the moment is 540, uh, maybe 460. So can Jai McNeil overcome this awkward map? Because I think he's the best horse in the race or... Um, am I getting attrition wrong at the moment, Jules? I don't know if you're getting attrition wrong. I mean, he's got, we don't know his ceiling. Yeah. Um, and I'm a fan of the horse, no doubt, but he's very well found in the market. Um, and I think Bank Moore, I know you say that's a tricky map, but I think he gets probably just about the best run in the race. I think he probably gets a pair in front of attrition. And if he does... With cover? Wanna, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a spot there for him. I, I absolutely do. If they just be positive from the gate, they don't come out neutral. I think there's a spot there for him. And I think if that's the case, yeah. uh, I want to be with Bank Moya. I'm with you there. I, I think, um, you know, well documented his, his sort of first up run, which was a slowly run race, but sort of went motor toe to toe with Jack and Owen. We know how that form sort of held up. So um, I think he's the right horse, but I do, I'm really excited to see Attrition because he is. Uh, stamping himself as a horse that is clearly up to this grade and you don't worry about him having to come from Geelong to now coming to a group race. That's just what happens with these three-year-olds, the good ones. They can do it easily. And so I'm looking forward to seeing him, but I'm, I'm happy to pay, uh, back Bank Moore today. One person that we know is already bragging that he's taking on Nature's Trip today. Um, what are you doing here, Jules, with the champ first up in the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes? Now, looking... Looking at some of the markets, the best you can get is around two fifteen. You got I wish I win at ten. Baller at eighteen dollars. Bellinipatina's double figures. Maravi's had support, but the best you can get is around eight dollars. And Cool and Gatter's probably been the best back to defeat nature strip around the six fifty mark. Um, you know when you told me when we're sitting down, you said, "Listen here, kid, Gareth, I got to teach you a few things." You go, Gareth, when it's a thousand meter race, you back thousand meter horses. And I was looking through this card. How many thousand metre horses have we got? Nature's Trip, yes. I Wish I Win, no. Baller, yes. Bella Nipatina, I reckon she's better over six furlongs. Marabi, yes. Cool and Gatta, yes. Would you agree there? Yeah, I reckon actually Baller's better over 1,200 as well. Okay. I haven't got him as a thousand metre right. horse. But yeah, I agree with I agree with the other thoughts, absolutely. And to be honest, I could probably really, really zero it down to, I think, Nature's Trip and Cool and Gatta. Yep. And then you've got to think about, well, is Cool and Gatta maybe better around a bend and, and probably not enough sample size to say um, Flemington's a no-go zone for her. I mean, she ran in a Coolmore but, and ran pretty well. So you can't discard that. But I've marked him even money, uh, Nature Strip. And I just think, first up, I think he's... I, I hate gate one for him. I really do. Yep. But I also think horses in gate around him might not go with him. So if you look at horses... 
uh, that have drawn close now. Fire won't go with him. I wish I win won't go with him. And then you've obviously got Marabi off 330 days. So I think he's going to get soft in the market, especially late. Um, they might just not go with him. And we know that Nature Strip is at his best when he's left alone. Now, I know Kool and Gatta's fast, but she's drawn the complete other side. Maybe they just sort of don't see each other too much. So it's going to be interesting to see how they ride this track uh, up the straight because we know middle to wide gates is advantaged up the straight. But with those gates being in the middle of the track, Nature Strip comes out of what, you know, maybe lane 11 or 12 or something goes. So no real issue there. Uh, I think he wins here first up, and um, I'll be happy to back him at that 215-220 if he got to something like that. Yeah, I agree. Rod Lyons says he's ready to go, and that is exciting because, in fact, let's hear what Rod Lyons had to say about Black um, in the, the favourite in the Black Caval Lightning Stakes in Nature's Trip. Of course, Rod Lyons is the managing part owner of the champ. It's been all positive from that point of view. His trials and jump out in Sydney, his jump out at Melbourne, his enthusiasm, his demeanour, his action, his breathing, it's all terrific. He, they couldn't be happier with him. Um, James has been riding him in work and Stewie, who rides him all the time, they're saying he's as good as ever now. As you say, he's an eight-year-old and he's going to war again on, on Saturday. He races against the best every time he goes out there and he gives his best yeah. and he'll do that on Saturday. But he's showing no signs of... Uh, of any battle fatigue at the moment. So that'll do me. I think Nature's Trip, we might get around 210, 220. So you're keen to play there with the champ in the, yeah, in the feature? Yeah, I am. I, I just think this sets up pretty well for him and I'm happy to have that bet. Hey, Jules, go and get a, a, an espresso if that's okay. I've just got to take a quick break. And as we go to the break, let's hear what David Eustace had to say about this filly, Cool and Gatter, going around in the Lightning Stakes. She's great. Um, obviously, everyone's seen her trials. She's been very good. Um, she's definitely strengthened up and you know, as a result, you know, looks even sharper again. So yeah, we're comfortable with the draw. Pretty pleased to see that. Um, she's gonna travel very deep into the race, you would think. And um so she's able to really finish that off. Live across Australia on SEN Track, this is Winners with Gareth Hall and Miles Fitzner. Check out all our tips and previews on the SEN Track Hub on the SEN app. You know, he's in good order. He's, uh, he's healthy and his work's been good. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm really comfortable with where he's up to for his first up run. And, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, really in good shape. So that's Manny Smith talking about Bonus Notches, who goes around in the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. And there was a few questions coming through about this three-year-old. So, Jules, what do you make of his chances? And do you think he's a better chance? I think he's a better chance in the new market over the 1,200 metres. But can he win today? Sure can. Yeah. He's, the one that, he's the one I'm most scared of, to be honest. Um, I think he could possibly, just with Williams on, I think we saw this horse just being so negative from the gates and then charging off. I just... He's got a feeling here, I'm not saying he's going to be right on the bunny, but I just reckon they'll try and tag Cool and Gatter's back just with the way the gates are. And if he's close enough, I think uh, I've always had a massive opinion of this three-year-old, and he could be the one that gets over the top. And I think it has to be a three-year-old that beats Nature Strip if there's anything that does beat him. We saw it obviously last year in this race. It was home affairs. So it took a good one who obviously was a Coolmore winner to beat him after Nature Strip sort of missed the start. So you've got to be pretty good. But I reckon Bruno Snodgrass is the one sort of that I've marked a little. I've marked some single figures, so 
Been doing what I'm most scared of uh, with Nature Strip. Good on your shovel. He says we're coming through loud and clear in the Mallee there. 0499736736. Love Jules. We all love Jules. Hey, Jules, Foxcatcher, what price will you give me Uncle Bryn in the second last? I like this horse, so I'm not going to give you too oh, much. Oh, come on, Jules. <laughs> I'll be market price, but I won't be pushing him. Oh. I, I just think this horse has got a massive race in him this autumn. I think we found out he went off, he left uh, the race the last prep at his best ever performance, which I love. When they come back first up, they can just about sometimes replicate it if they're really good horses. So, yeah, he might not be ready, and this is not his grand final, but just don't be surprised to see him run a massive race. Dry track. I can't wait to see him down in the weights in some really hot race because he is a pure acceleration horse as well. And if he was to get on a min, on the min on a dry track somewhere in a really good handicap, he could do some real damage, Uncle Bryn. So looking forward to seeing him at the track, and I'm just really scared of him. I, I, this is an interesting race because um, I give him a chance uh, Daytona Bay is a really interesting horse because I just didn't like the first up uh, run. Now, I know everyone will say he was unlucky. He was a short price favourite, so follow the SP and, mm. and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I just didn't think the race rated that well. Um, the key factor now is, though, you do this as a different race and you go, well, drops him weight heavily, goes to the min, great gate, Jamie Carr, probably settles in the first three or four, different tempo at 1,400 metres can control this race. And that really then pushes you back into sort of its corner. But I wasn't blown away by its first up performance. And I thought it could be gettable. But there's just a couple other factors that I'm worried about. And I sort of settled on not an option, which is at a massive price. Um, And it doesn't look like that's going to shorten at all. So uh, second up here comes out of, I think, the hottest summer race, uh, form race will get. And that was Star Patrol um, when it blitzed the clock. So um, I just might have something that, on it, and I'm scared of Uncle Brink. Cause, yeah, I can't wait to see that horse back at the gallop. $31, not an option. I'm surprised yeah. you, know, you haven't gone for Monomac. Um, and each way price there at seven fifty. But But um, that's an interesting race. That final race, Jungle Jim, he's the favourite. Geez, he can go quick at three eighty. Um, Sacred Palace, a little bit of money for him around the places. And Red Hot Nick's been solid as well. And then Jumbuck for Blake Shin is into, what, four sixty with some shops. So what are you doing here, mate? I'm laying Jungle Jim, so we'll be best price in market, Jungle Jim, and he's got an outstanding Flemington record, and he's going really well. I just thought it might be a little bit of a tricky scenario, that sort of inside-ish gate. Maybe by then they're really pushing middle to wide uh, up the Flemington Strait, so it might be really tricky, but I get that I think he'll be popular, so he'll be one that I'll be absolutely scared of most of the day, because that'll be our day completely if Jungle Jim is to win where we get uh, wiped out. But anyway, that's the fun of it all, Absolutely. Um, I'm playing Sacred Palace, having something Sacred Palace and something Hello Broadcast. They're the two horses I'm backing. Um, I think they'll run really well. Uh, Both sort of were first up in different kinds of races last up, but I think they come here. I reckon they'll run really well for us. So praying Jungle Jim gets gets beat and... uh, we're with those other two guys. All right, then. The fox catcher man, Jules Valens, tell us what we're doing from a punting perspective today. How are we making some money? You're well, best. We're backing, yeah, backing Sirius liaison each way, um, however yep. you want to play it. But I just think he's it sets up really well for him and, and really happy to have a good bet there. 
and, and and probably outside of that, um, not much else. I mean, I'm happy to back Nature Strip if he gets to that 215 or 220. We'll, we'll be happy to bet, bet there. And what are you taking um, on then? What's the best horse that you think, well, I'm going to get you beat today? Jungle Jim. All right, then the last Jungle race. Jungle Jim. Yeah, it, it's the one in the last race that, yeah, I and I can see he's an undeniable chance, but uh, in this game, we've got to try and do some ridiculous things, and this yes. one might be ridiculous, but um, let's see how we go. But yeah, I'm happy to be best price him, and if he beats me, too good and too good to the punters, but Let's let them on and let's see what happens. Good on you, Foxcatcher. Thanks for that, Jules. We'll catch up with you with the review show on Monday morning on Giddy Up from 8 o'clock. See you then, guys.